Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode seven of the Brave Harder podcast. My name is Mindy, career coach and business guru. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Kelsey, and I am a life coach and personal development speaker working with women all over the world to help live more confident and brave lives. So we have a really exciting, fun but also challenging show today. But first, I just want to say that some of the material that we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around your children. So I'm really excited to talk about this today, Kelsey, because I think it's something that somebody, you know, struggles with, anybody struggles with is boundaries and setting boundaries around everything in your life. But I think one of the things that we're really going to focus in on today is the boundaries that you set on how someone can treat you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, boundaries show up in so many areas. And I think, you know, today we're going to talk about, like you said, a variety of ways that boundaries show up. But also, as with any of our other episodes, we want to give you guys some really valuable tools on how to implement boundaries and just to make your life easier because at the end of the day, you know, we know that if we're not setting boundaries, how that's turning out for us. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just to get us started, let's talk about your part in setting boundaries and what you need to be doing um, in order to make sure that those boundaries are set. So the very first thing I want to chat about is taking responsibility for your part in the boundary setting and what you allow to happen, right? I think that's really important because if you think about it, anything and everything that happens to you, like if somebody, you know, upsets you or offends you, that's something that you've allowed to happen to yourself. So really when we're looking at these situations where maybe somebody's hurt our feelings or maybe someone's crossed over a line that we're not comfortable with and started a conversation with us that we're not comfortable with, somewhere along the way, you've allowed for them to feel like they could do that. So a great example of somebody's talking to you about how you look in a certain outfit, and maybe that's a boundary for you. Maybe, you know, your body image and how you feel about yourself is a boundary. You've allowed that person into that part of your life, and they felt comfortable enough to say, I don't like the way that outfit looks on you. Or maybe they say something like, that outfit makes you look frumpy. 
that could hurt your feelings, but you've allowed mm-hmm. for that. So I think it's important to take your part in, in your responsibility for that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Such a big part of setting boundaries is simply speaking up. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of reasons why people don't speak up out of fear. And we'll talk a little bit more about that too. But there's also some cases in which people say things to you. And if it's not a case to where, okay, you've allowed them to be in that position to where you've built the relationship to that point to where it's like, okay, this is, they're treating you how you've always allowed. And that's all they know. But if it's a new relationship, like that's really important. Or even just somebody that's like, you know, when it comes to body image stuff, like people, like there's cat calling, there's people. And so that's your opportunity every single time when somebody says something to you that you're like, that doesn't feel good in my body, in my brain, in my heart, whatever. That's your opportunity to speak up. I was just saying how boundaries show up in so such a variety of ways. And of course, there's the relationships that we have in our life that are personal relationships or business relationships. But there's also the people that are outside of that, that if we're walking on a street and somebody says something to us, And any of these relationships, on one hand, it's exactly what you said to where, okay, that person said that to you because they don't know any better. You haven't given them any rules to follow. And then on the other hand, it's like, I don't know this person and they're saying this to me. And that is your opportunity to be like, I won't be spoken to like that or however you choose your words. (laughs) Some people may not be so nice depending on what it is, right? It's such a big big part of it is just owning like that it is your responsibility to speak up and be treated how you want to be treated. You can spend so much time being angry or whatever, having feelings towards somebody else, but how often are you looking in the mirror and being like, wait a second, like, how can I be mad at my husband for coming home after a long work day and sitting on the couch instead of playing with the kids when I've been with the kids all day when I don't say anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think communication is really key here. And, you know, we, we have our episode on communication where we've talked about this, but communication in these situations could feel like confrontation, but that's not the case. Communication is not confrontation. Communication Mm. is your opportunity to say, I don't like the way this feels or, you know, let me give you some kind of guidelines around how I want to talk about this Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, let me tell you what I think. That's not a confrontation. And, you know, maybe like you said, you know, depending on how you word it, yeah, it could definitely lead to a confrontation, but it absolutely doesn't have to. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. If you haven't listened to our episode on communication, Um, definitely go back and listen to that because that will be, I feel like it's such a supplement to what we're talking about today and a lot of it overlaps. So if you haven't listened to that, that's episode number three. So go back and listen to that when you're done here because that will be helpful. But yeah, I mean, communication and speaking up, so many of us view this as like, if I speak up, this person's going to be mad. Or, you know, they're going to fire me or like my husband and I are going to get in a fight and I don't want to cause any drama. It's so funny because I've never heard, I've heard so many people be like, I'm non-confrontational. Like, I just don't like confrontation. Like, is there anybody out there that's like, I love confrontation. Like, I love waking up in the morning and just fighting with people 
all day. That's my thing. Lawyers, girlfriend, lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right? lawyer sure, friends. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, I don't really mind it. But in, in, truth, in reality, though. I think it's there's almost a piece of it that's like, get comfortable in that discomfort that you feel is confrontation because really probably, I won't say nine times out of 10, but like eight times out of 10, when you do speak up, the result that comes from that is likely not what you pictured in your head. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think there's something important that you said. So I want to touch on this for a minute, just from the career side of things, like setting boundaries at work, super important. And if you have something going on in your work life, you should speak up and let your, whoever you report to know, because 95% of the time they don't know what's going on. Right. You know, your boss is not your mind reader. And something that I deal with sometimes as a manager is, you know, people coming to me and saying, I'm just burnt out or, you know, like I'm, I'm really tired or I've got X, Y, Z going on. And they always say it's been going on for a while. And I'm like, guys, you've got to come and tell me these kinds of things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't communicate to me that that's a boundary for you, that you don't want to work these certain hours or you're not comfortable working with this certain person or mm-hmm whatever the situation may be, if you don't set that boundary for yourself, I have no idea that that's going on. Communication in that situation is so important. And it's like you said, you know, with your spouse or with a friend, whoever it may be, 95% of the time, that person has no earthly idea that that's a boundary for you because you haven't told them. Yeah. And that is, that's such a good point. I love that you brought up the part about people being mind readers because that's, that works for any relationship. And again, like it is your job to say, Hey, you can do this. Hey, you cannot do this because otherwise everybody's just going in blind. It's like, if you think about when you start a relationship, like here's a little story. So Eric and I, when we started dating, we obviously lived separate. That's kind of a stupid thing to say. Everybody lives separate before they start dating. I think maybe, (laughs) maybe not, probably not. (laughs) Anyways, So we're living separate. And when you live separate from somebody, like you don't know all their like little quirks and stuff, which is not to get off on a side note, but like, I really think everybody should live together before they get married. Yes. It can be a whole new person anyways, but that was not the case luckily, but we have like our little stuff. So I tend to be very like nitpicky and I like things picked up. And like when people are like message me and they're like, how is your house? Like always so pick. And I'm like, that's, I, I, I pick up because I can't, I, I, that's just my I'm thing. I'm the same way, girlfriend. <laughs> and so, and so, and Eric is not. And Eric was living like the bachelor life to where he could like leave dishes in the sink for three days And then I come in and I'm like, oh, those have been there for like an hour. So are we doing something about that or (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) But the point of this is like, if I never spoke up, okay, like the, these are things that, that bother me, then we wouldn't have even had a conversation of like him being like, all right, you need to chill a bit. And me being like, you need to pick up a bit. And it's like, right. You don't know how that conversation's going to end up. And of course, it's like, we're both scared to say anything like in the beginning of a relationship, but then that communication makes the relationship stronger because it's then it's like, like yesterday when I got done working and Eric had been watching Brooklyn, he was with Brooklyn all day. And I went downstairs and he had done the dishes, cleaned up the whole downstairs. I'm like, oh yeah, because 
Acts of service is my second love language. So anyways, I just think the reason why I'm telling that story is because it can literally like change the path of your relationship. Had I not spoken up about something small like that, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, about like the causes when we don't speak up, but like how, how mad would I have been? And like how much bigger of a thing would that turn into if I hadn't said something? Right. And think about how, like, if you just held on to that, how you would have felt on the inside and like, yeah, exactly. Like how much bigger it could have been. Cause it could have exploded into a huge fight and it was something that was so small, right? Like, just a little thing, um, could have exploded and like could have changed the entire path of your relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. So important. And that's one of the reasons why we set boundaries, right? So we set those boundaries so we don't have this big blow up in the end. So yeah. we don't feel bad. But I think a lot of setting boundaries is just about respect, right? Mm-hmm. Respecting yourself, respecting other people. I'd love to dive into that and hear your thoughts on it, Kelsey. That is probably the most important reason that we set boundaries is going to be respect. And like you said, not only for ourselves, but also for other people. Setting boundaries is literally like your manual. Like you have your personal values and the things that are important to you. And it's saying, here, here's what's allowed and here's what's not. Because we can be mad and we can be resentful or we can say, this is the thing. Like you can talk to me this way, but you can't talk to me this way. Or you can say this in this way, but when you use that word or you use that tone, like that triggers me. So it stems out of you respecting yourself because you know yourself well enough to be like, this hurts me or this makes me angry or whatever it may be. This makes me feel good. And setting boundaries in all those areas allows the people who interact with you to respect that, to be like, oh, I know that Kelsey doesn't like when I leave dishes in the sink for three days, so I'm not going to leave dishes in the sink for three days. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's respect. When it comes to respecting yourself and setting boundaries with yourself, I think is another really important part for us to touch on is this isn't just about us building relationships with other people. Our most important relationship is the one we have with ourselves. Say that again louder for the people in the back. (laughs) Seriously, because it's true. If we don't set boundaries within ourselves, it's like, of course, we're going to let other people walk all over us because we're doing it to ourselves. We have like no schedule that we follow. We, there's so many people. I will talk to clients. And when we bring up starting talking about like their personal values, because the choices that we make are reflective of how we feel about ourselves and our values, right? And when we make some a choice that's against our values, we literally feel that in our body. Like you, you're like, wow, I feel gross. What happened? Yeah. Right? And if we don't respect our personal values by setting boundaries for ourselves, then we end up in this slump to where it's like you feel lost you feel stuck, you feel like you don't know where you're going because you don't have that guideline that is your boundaries. And really like you end up being mad at yourself and resenting yourself. Like right. That, and that's the worst part because that sends you down this like 
self-shame spiral that can like lead out of control to a million mm-hmm. other things. Like it can lead to depression. It can lead to anxiety. It can lead to overwhelm. Like it leads to all of these different things. And I think this kind of ties into that, that keeping promises to yourself thing that we've mm-hmm. talked about in different episodes is like, if you set these boundaries and mm-hmm. then you go against them, you've broken a promise to yourself, Right you set your values and you go against them. You've broken that promise to yourself. And then that leads to like not being able to trust yourself. And what kind of choices are you going to make if you can't trust yourself? Are you going to be paralyzed with fear mm-hmm. because you don't have trust anymore? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be ridden with anxiety? That's just not a way to live. So while yes, it may be hard to set these boundaries and come up with these like guidelines for how you want to feel, how you want to act, how you want to be treated, it's so much better to set this up front and communicate this than all of the other stuff that comes on the back end of that. Yeah, agreed. And I also think that a part of this is kind of like people associate communication as being confrontational. Like if I speak up, it's going to make somebody mad, right? It's the same thing with boundaries. People associate a boundary as this, like they picture this, you're like, walking and it's like this huge obstacle that's like, don't, don't enter. Right. You guys can't see me, but I'm waving my hands anyways, (laughs) forever talking with my hands. But it's like this line in the sand, this, this big dramatic, like thick, like you cannot get through here. And I think that that sometimes can stop us from setting boundaries because we view them as something that's not flexible. And while there's some things that it's like, you absolutely cannot like speak about my body or things like that that are not flexible. A boundary doesn't always have to be this like strong-willed, stubborn kind of like set in the ground. Your boundaries can flex and change as you yes. do. Yes. And they should because you are right. going to flex and change, right? So like I used to have this rule in my life that if somebody asked me to do something like mm-hmm. networking – Like, I felt like I had to say yes to it every single time. Yeah. Right? And so then I went to, well, I don't like this, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to say no every single time. But Mm -hmm. that, like, A, like, that's a dramatic change. Like, I shouldn't shouldn't set something like that. But B, like, you know, maybe it was the type of networking events that I was going to that I didn't like, right? Like, Yeah. And so, and it was, long story short, I was going to these networking events that I just didn't care for because they weren't very beneficial. I set that boundary to say, okay, no, I'm not going to go at all. And that didn't work. But then I flexed it and I said, you know what, instead I'm going to just take a look at the event and I'll let people know like, Hey, you know, let me check my calendar and let me see if that works for me. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a hard no. It has to be like, give me some time to look at this and see if this is right for me. And I think you and I have had some of these conversations too. Like, even when we were talking about starting the podcast and maybe I'm getting too deep into stuff, like we were talking about starting the podcast and I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that, you know, this is going to fit into my like lifestyle right now, or I don't know that this is the right time for this, you know, let me look at it and let me see if this is right for me. And and that's something that you said to me and like, that's a boundary, right? So like a boundary is like, I'm not going to say yes to this right now. Thank God we did it. (laughs) But you know, like, that's an opportunity for someone to speak up. And when you said that to me, I wasn't mad. It didn't hurt my feelings. I wasn't offended, right? right? right. I was like, oh, that makes sense. She's just communicating her needs. Cool. No big deal. Right. So, and I think that that's a great example of like how boundary setting can be a good thing because when you communicated that to me, like 
that gave me some time to think about things too. Right. Mm -hmm. And it gave Mm -hmm. you some time to think about things and like no one was upset. Exactly. And that's a really, really like good point about, you know, uh, starting the podcast because when you look and you think about boundaries, obviously it's like, okay, you can do this or you can't do this. And that's what we think of a boundary as. But when you realize like it can be flexible and one of the tools that we'll talk about is actually a little bit about this, but just to backtrack a little bit and talk about like the reasons why we do set boundaries you know, some of it is that self-protection and that self-respect. So the respect, I think, is the biggest part of it. And then, you know, that kind of flows with that. We're talking about learning and building relationships with people. Because like I said, sometimes there's those instances of somebody new in your life says something to you. And then you're like, oh, I actually, like, I'm not cool with that. Maybe they make a reference that's like, or use a word that like you don't feel is appropriate. That's your opportunity to just be like, oh, I don't feel comfortable when you say that word. That's part of your building your relationship. Now they know, oh, yeah. that person doesn't like that word. And maybe it's like, okay, well, I like that word. And you're like, okay, then goodbye. Like, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's literally a learning tool to be like, okay, you like this. That's not okay with me. Cool. You have a great life. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I respect that. Like, you don't like that. Maybe I should take a look at myself. Why am I using that word? Or why am I using that reference? Like, you don't really know what it could turn to. So I think that learning and building relationships and creating appropriate relationships, which is a big thing for in the workplace, yeah. um, making sure that things are appropriate. And I think a good example of this is obviously... For those of you that don't know, like I brought Mindy on to be my assistant because I was burying myself. And we've obviously we have a good relationship and a friendship Mm -hmm. that is the foundation of us working together. But she's had a hard week. She's had a lot on her plate. And so I just asked her, like, am I giving you too much? Like some communication and a place for her to be like, yes or no, you know? And that you know, is obviously on a smaller scale since we're a two person team, (laughs) but you know what I mean? In the workplace, it's like, if you need to go to your boss or if your boss comes to you, like you said, people are coming to you and saying, oh, this has been going on for a long time. Like why you're, why are you allowing it to go on for this long? Exactly. And you know, I I think going back to appropriate relationships, right? Like, so sometimes in the workplace and I had this happen to me, Sometimes your boss has a hard time drawing that line between being your friend and your boss. Yeah. And I had this one boss who was like, and I, I love this guy to death. I still talk to him, but he wanted to be everybody's friend. And I was actually just having a conversation with somebody about this earlier today where like your boss may not feel comfortable giving you feedback because mm-hmm. they've set that like friendship tone instead of this managerial tone. And then like you end up in this spiral of like, you're frustrated because you find out that you're not doing a good job and your boss is frustrated at you, but they didn't give you the feedback that you needed. So like neither one of you have communicated with each other. Like you haven't communicated to them that like, okay, like you're not giving me the feedback I need. And they like haven't communicated to you what you should be doing that you weren't doing because you haven't set that boundary of like, yeah, I like you as a person. But at the end of the day, you're my boss, not like my best friend. 
Right. And it can be like a simple statement. And obviously I think, you know, when we get into our tools here in a minute, it's like, we'll talk about like just your word choice can make such a difference. Like just when you speak to people and that's communication in general. But I want to talk for a second about like, we all know this, but really what happens when we don't set boundaries. And I think that like the the biggest word and the first word that always comes to mind, like when I think about this is resentment, is that we're, yes. we're so angry because we hold on to stuff for so long. And then we know that suppression is just going to cause things to build, right? So it's building and building and building. And then we either explode, like the, this, um, this book that I read from this doctor, it was really incredible. She's, she's, a, she's a sex therapist and a PhD, and she wrote this book, Come As You Are. It's really, really cool. Highly recommend for anybody that's had like sexual trauma, especially. But everybody should read it, honestly, because there's some really cool information just about women in general and not to get too far off, but it really like normalizes the way that sex is and what you might think sex is or should be. So it's a really good book. But anyway, she talks about in this book about the stress cycle and like how it's a cycle. And so it has to be completed. So it's going to complete whether you like it or not. So basically like you can choose on how you want that to end or it's going to choose for you kind of thing. So like when you're letting something build, like you're either going to explode or it's going to come out in some other way. And so don't you want that to be your choice? And your choice could be communication and a boundary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that also leads to like, resentment leads to overwhelm too, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only like, have you held on to this and like you're building this resentment inside of you, but that resentment makes you like anxious, right? And that's going to build to like overwhelm in the rest of your life because you feel like this tension inside of you that you just can't let go of. That stress Mm -hmm. cycle is really actually very interesting because you're right. Like I can think of a very specific time where I was having a communication issue with um, this person that I'm pretty close with. And they just kept making mention to me of something that I just wasn't comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. like... Anytime I'd mention something like, oh, hey, I'm going to the doctor to get XYZ checked, they would immediately Mm -hmm. bring up this subject that's not related and be like, oh, did you ask your doctor about XYZ? And I'm like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I just kept getting this resentment built up inside of me. And finally, like, I exploded. And like, it's like we ended up not talking for a couple of weeks because I was just so mad and I was not very nice when I exploded, obviously. And then, like, when I looked back on it, I was like, well, I wasn't fair to this person because I didn't tell them that this was bothering me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just let it go on and on and on. And I wasn't fair to myself. And, like, that was not a good ending. I mean, obviously, we've repaired this relationship, and now they know, like, hey— I shouldn't talk to you about this because that's a, that's a boundary for you. Yeah. Um, but had I just handled that like in a different manner, we wouldn't have had this like weeks of resentment and like this overwhelm part too. Like when I would go to tell this person about like what I was doing, like if I was telling them I was going to the doctor, like mm-hmm. automatically, like I would cringe the second I said it because I knew what was coming next because yeah. I'd allowed for it. So like yeah. the, the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm that goes with that like resentment piece too is just like that's such a big thing. Right. I feel like it happens a lot 
with parents too. Like it's yes. something that I obviously talk to clients a lot about. And even yesterday I was talking to a client of mine that's a mom because a lot of my clients are. And, you know, she, we were talking about mom guilt and mm. I'm like, this is the thing. Like if we don't speak up and we don't ask for help, then we're, we become not good parents because it does come out. And I 100% will admit, and we talked about this yesterday, there has been times to where I have been so overwhelmed from not asking for help that it was like, I couldn't even be present when I was present with my children because I was so wrapped up in my feelings of anxiety and overwhelm. And I think that like when we get in that place to where we are so overwhelmed and we're so anxious, it's like, it's going to complete. And a lot of times for parents that completes by us screaming or losing our shit. And like, I have had moments to where I had to like walk away from the kids, shut myself. There was one instance where I shut myself in my closet and I just screamed. And I was just like, I just screamed and I was like, I just want to be alone. And I'm like, in that moment, like that was obviously my stress cycle completing. Like, okay, there it is. Like you just lost your shit, right? Yeah. And But like, we could still learn from that. And like, that was a big lesson for me to be like, wow, like I need to ask for help. Like I cannot do everything. And so, you know, it's going to complete whether we like it or not. And so mm-hmm. you, at a certain point, we talked about this with fear too, at a certain point, like you're choosing that. Yeah, absolutely. You're saying yes to all the things mm-hmm. and that's saying no to yourself. Yep. And yeah. saying no to yourself because you're like afraid that someone's going to be mad at you, like, or you're afraid of like what's going to happen because you communicated that you needed something, mm-hmm. like, it's only going to lead to that moment where you're in the closet and like screaming, or like me this morning, you're in the gym angry, lifting weights in a rage because all <laughs> the things are on fire all at once. Yeah. Um, like, but like, that's not a way to live. Like, you have right. to learn to not be afraid to have that conversation and you have to learn to ask for help and knowing that asking for help doesn't mean that you're not capable. It means that you're more capable than you even think you are. Yeah. And I love that. And I feel like we need to expand more on just asking for help because that was a big, that was like 2019 was my year of asking for help, like between you, between the business coach, between like talking to grandparents for kid help, like all sorts of stuff. I was just like, who wants to help me? Just please all the people. (laughs) Give me all the help. I'll take it all. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, we can't be mad at anyone really, but ourselves. Like there's those situations where people that we don't know are going to say stuff to us that might get a rise out of us. And again, that's an opportunity for you to be like, I, you can't talk to me like that. But those kind of things don't really usually linger as much as the people who are close to us and the relationships that we have. And so it's like, when you don't set those boundaries, what happens is then you become mad at yourself for not setting the boundaries or for not speaking up, right? And then you start acting in a way that reflects that. So then you're treating yourself badly. So it's like this cycle of you have no boundaries with other people. You have no boundaries with yourself. And so you're living in this constant state of really disrespect. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good. And like I said, it leads to all those things that we've talked about, like the blow ups, the bad feelings, the shame spiral that we talked about. 
So I think that it's important, Kelsey, that we give everybody some tools on how do we set and hold boundaries um, yeah. and how do we have like these conversations and what what do we do next from here? Yeah, I think that one of one of the the really cool I I didn't have this down as a tool, but the more that I'm thinking about it, the more that it really is a tool. And I have my clients do this when we're talking about boundaries. So a lot of the times, the hard part about setting boundaries is just that act of like speaking up, saying something in general. Like even yesterday, like I was so terrified. I was like doing all the scary things yesterday, but um, I had to tell Cameron's teacher that we are going to switch his school because we have right now like a 45 minute drive to his school because we moved. We didn't want to switch him this year because he has had such amazing progress like this kid. In fact, while we were recording this podcast, Eric's mom is picking him up and sent me like his smiley face for the day. This kid like Yay. this kid has transformed. Like he yeah. is so amazing. And so yesterday I was really sad. I had to tell his teacher and like just that act of speaking up, like I was so nervous about saying anything. And it's like, I'm not going to get in trouble. She's not going to like be mad at me. She's not going to like kick Cameron out of school or something, you know? Get a demerit. (laughs) Yeah. Like she was just genuinely sad, which like in turn made me more sad because she's like, oh, he's my favorite and I love him and all this stuff. And it's like, ugh. Anyways, the point of that is that first like step of just Mm -hmm. speaking is the hardest thing for a lot of people. So going back to our boundaries being flexible, it doesn't, a boundary doesn't always have to be a yes or a no or that hard line. A boundary can be something flexible and something that I'll have clients do is if we're having problems saying yes to too many things or saying no to too many things, or whatever it is that we are feeling like when somebody asks us to do something, yeah, we get this feeling inside of us and we're like, I have to answer right now, right? Like it's like either they're in your face, they're on the phone, even if it's a text message, you're like, you get that feeling in your stomach that you're like, oh, I need to give them an answer. Like they're waiting to hear this answer. And so I always tell people, I'm like, tell them you're going to check your calendar because it's such a small thing. It's not a lie because most of us have calendars and schedules. And if you don't, you should like, yeah, not to use the word should, but really if you're not scheduling your life, then you need to call me and we need to get your life together. But yeah, it's not a lie because you should have a calendar and it allows you enough space to be like, okay, what's my initial reaction here? Like, do I want to say no? Why do I want to say no? Do I want to say no because I'm scared like that guy's going to be there or or I'm, it's a it's a social yeah. situation that I'm uncomfortable in? Like, is that good enough reason? It allows you enough space to make an educated choice. It's going to be based upon like what's going to be best for me long term. Yeah. And it, even if it's not like a like an event, for example, like so I had a conversation yesterday, a business conversation, and I wasn't ready to make a decision yet on what we were talking about. And mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? I really appreciate all the information that you provided. I need some time to really think about this mm-hmm. um, and make sure that this decision is the right decision to make. So I'll follow up with you at XYZ time mm-hmm. and let you know what I'm what I think. And yeah. like, it was as simple as that. He wasn't mad. He was like, okay, no problem. Not a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Decisions don't have to be made right then and there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, 
that you need to allow yourself the time to really explore and think through things. Yeah. Um, instead of feeling this pressure to say yes or no right in the moment. Even if you're face-to-face, it's totally okay. Like, yeah, you may be a little anxious. And mm-hmm. the first time you do it, there's going to be a little fear behind it. And you're like, oh, yeah. God, what's yeah. going to happen when I say this? Yeah. But 95% of the time, people are going to be completely fine with it. And yeah. you just have like, to cool, start. cool, let me know. Yeah. yeah, you just have to start with that one small step of communicating. Yeah, definitely. Getting to to move on to our next tool here. So the first one is obviously it doesn't have to be a direct no. Use the I'll check my schedule, I'll check my calendar. The next one is that you need to know your values because if you don't know your values, you can't honor your values. If you are very clear on what's important to you and what your values are, it allows you to make those educated decisions. Yeah. And if you don't know them, take some time, sit down, explore, and really think about what is important to you. Like what's important to have in your life? What are things that you really don't want in your life? You know, take that time and maybe even hire a coach if you need somebody to chat with about, you know, Mm -hmm. those, those things, building that foundation in your life. I know Kelsey, you know, does this with her clients a lot. It's like, let's build this foundation what are the, you know, the anchors that are important to me in my life? And, you know, have those so you can reflect back on them when you need to set a boundary or you need to make a decision. Like, these are the things that are important to me. Like, does this situation fit in with what's important to me? Does it go against what's important to me? Yep, exactly. And if you know that stuff up front, but that's the problem is a lot of people don't know. And then they right. make a choice and then they're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And you're like, well, that's because it's against your values. You just haven't identified them yet. Um, yeah. Which kind of brings us to our next tool, which is yep. trusting your gut and trusting your instinct. Like if something is going against what you want, what you believe, what you love, whatever it is, you can literally physically feel that in your body. Like all of us have felt what anxiety feels like. And we talked about this on the fear podcast about how we can interpret that as excitement. So when you feel that in your body, you need to question, okay, what am I feeling? Like, is this that I'm excited about something new or like, is something wrong here? Yeah. And I think that we've all had this feeling, right? Like everybody's made a choice that kind of goes against like their personal values or beliefs. I, I know everybody's done it, right? And when you do it, like, there's just, like, this icky, like, for me, it's, like, this skin-crawling feeling, like, something's not right here. Like, I've made a decision that goes against what I really, like, truly believe inside. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe I don't know that that's how I feel yet. But when you make that decision, like, there's this physical reaction. And I really, truly believe that everybody has it. And that mm-hmm. is, it's your gut telling you, hey – there's something not right here. And maybe that's the time where you reflect and write down, okay, what is not right about this situation? Yeah, totally. And that's a great idea. And I think another great tool that is really such a great tool for pretty much everything we talk about, but just starting small. Like if you need to set a boundary, if there's something going on, there's going to be situations to where it's obviously like, you can't use that word. You can't say that thing, whatever, to where it's like, there's not a lot of flexibility in it, but kind of going back to, okay, your husband comes home from working all day and he sits down on the couch and he starts watching TV and you're there and you're like, hello, hi, first of all, remember me also remember our seven children. Like 
what's up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, in that kind of situation, maybe you don't want it to be like, okay, I don't want this to turn into a fight, like whatever, but I need to say something. Maybe the starting small is, hey, when you come home, would you mind just taking five minutes to catch me up on your day? Because I'm really curious how your day went. Yeah. So small. And that leads us into communicating your feelings, right? Another tool to use is like your husband in this situation that we're talking about probably has no idea that you just want to spend a couple of minutes with him, like when Mm -hmm. he gets home from work or like they don't know that you need help with the dishes after dinner or that you would really love it if they would cook dinner for you. So taking that time to communicate how you feel about things, really important uh, tool to use when setting boundaries. Yeah. And I think it's cool because you get to really explore and, and kind of when we're talking about, you know, building confidence along with this, like once you kind of say something, like it was the same thing with me asking for help when I was like, okay, first let me get a business coach. Okay. My business is growing. I need some help. Like I can't do as much work as I have while taking care of both kids. Like, so then it was like, okay, Eric, here's our schedule. And then it was like, okay, I still have too much on my plate. Hi, Mindy, I need you. Like, so it was just like, it it kind of can lead into like the trickle effect that we talk about. Oh, like if I ask for help or if I communicate this thing, like the world is not on fire. Like it's actually, everything's okay. Like I'm still alive. We're still moving. So I think, you know, starting small, then communicating your feelings. Mm -hmm. And then to go along with everything we're talking about, our next tool is going to be use the knowledge that you have of the past to not let something occur again. If you know there's a guy at the office who uses language that you don't like, either you say something or you don't put yourself around him. Yeah. Or if somebody says something to you, you don't like, you say something or, you know, and if they, it's like you said earlier, if they're like, well, I like this thing and I'm just going to keep saying it, then you have to separate yourself from the situation. You can't just sit there and let it happen to you. And we've talked about this before. You can't just sit. You have to move. If you just sit, you're going to go back to the things we talked about. You're going to feel resentment. You're going to feel overwhelmed. The stress Mm -hmm. cycle is going to complete itself. Yeah. So, and, and then that, you know, that kind of brings us to our next tool, which is prioritizing yourself, right? If you're not doing the steps that we've talked about in order to set those boundaries, you're putting yourself last. Yeah. And what is that going to do? That's going to build up this overwhelm, this anxiety, the shame spiral we've talked about. You have mm-hmm. to say no to things so you can say yes to yourself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like that's what's most important is how you feel and how you communicate that. Yeah. And I get it. I get, like, I understand how hard prioritizing yourself is. I know because I see it, because I see when I'm speaking to clients and there's tears in people's eyes, like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. I don't know what this looks like. I get it. But you can combine all of these tools and just like our next tool is saying no to things that you don't want. Just a simple no, just a simple, small boundary, just simply communicating and saying, Hey, can you talk to me for five minutes when, when you come home? Hey, can you put your phone down when we're speaking? Like 
just something small like that, everything builds on that. And like Mindy mentioned it, but it's like working with clients and you see like our foundation is cracked. Our foundation is missing pieces. And then we don't have anything to fall back on. We can't expect ourselves to be upright, to stand and be strong and do all the things that we want to do and prioritize ourselves and make decisions that reflect that if we are not doing the work that's required underneath. And that is what this is all about. Every tool that we talk about, every tool that we list is none of them are sitting still. None of them are, none. here's your tool, do nothing. That's not a thing. Like we, You have to just move. You have to just do something. You have to yes. just say something, please. <laughs> and understand that it's not being selfish. So many people think that prioritizing yourself means that you're being selfish. But honestly, if you don't prioritize yourself and you get to this burnout point, you get to this resentment point, you get to this overwhelm point, how are you able to serve other people? How are you able to do all the things that you want to do? Honestly, you're being more selfish by not prioritizing yourself because yeah. then you take yourself out of commission for days at a time and yeah. you like aren't able to help the people that you want to help. Yeah. It's a disservice to the people around you. And that, yep. I mean, that's another thing. Like I tell clients like every single day, I'm telling at least one client, like, do you understand that if you don't move forward, if you don't take this one small step to where we can build on that, that you're literally doing a disservice by not living your purpose on this earth. Like you have a purpose. You are the only yep. one with your story. You are the only one with your abilities and your unique combination. Like you're the only one. So you have to recognize that. And like prioritizing yourself is this fantasy for some people. They're like, how? Like I have 12 kids and a job and whatever. It's like everything else. Like you make the drive through to Starbucks happen every day, don't you? Yep. Get your life together. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's about what you prioritize, right? So, like, mm-hmm. people, this drives me nuts. And now this is gonna be—I'm not gonna get off on this tangent. When people tell me I don't have time for things, I'm like, no, it's not a priority to you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if something isn't a priority to you. Like, if something like that somebody wants you to do, like, mm-hmm. if they want that to be your priority but it's not a priority to you, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But like saying that you don't have time to, you know, if you love going to sit at Barnes and Noble and like look through all the books, like if Mm -hmm. that's something that feeds your soul, Mm -hmm. saying that you don't have time to do that, I can guarantee that there are other things that you're prioritizing that aren't you that you Mm -hmm. have time for. Like you can move those around and make time. The point is, is that you have to move. Like my 2020 word, Like the word I picked for this year is move. And it's because you can't just sit still on anything. Like whether it's setting boundaries, fear, communication, all the things that we've talked about so far on this podcast, you have to just move. Yep. That's definitely, we are about taking action here. That's definitely what we're all about. So just to recap our tools here, let's just go over like, okay, so how are we going to set and hold boundaries. You need to know your own values. You need to trust your gut. You need to start small. You need to communicate your feelings. Also use the knowledge that you have to know what situations you're walking into, what can you apply from the past. And then our last few important ones are prioritizing yourself. Say no 
to things that you actually don't want. And remember when you're saying that, no, that it doesn't have to be a no right up front. It can be, let me check my calendar. Let me check my schedule. It can be, there can be some flex space to allow you to reflect on what you really want. And the last, and I think, I won't say the most important, but one of the most important is definitely going to be follow through because this goes back to you keeping your promises to yourself. When you set a boundary, you better hold that boundary because if you don't respect that boundary, nobody else does. Exactly. Exactly. So I think we've had a really great conversation today about boundaries and I've really like, I I enjoy talking about it and I, what I'm really excited for uh, is next week. So let's, Kelsey, why don't you tell us about next week's episode? Okay. So next week we are talking to Jordan Syatt. And if you guys don't know him, he has a pretty big um, Instagram following. He is in actually over in the fitness industry, but the way that he speaks and the way that he teaches is a lot of like truth bombs. Like he says some stuff that you're like, damn it. I wish he wasn't right, but he's so right. He is definitely that guy. And our first male guest on the podcast, which is pretty cool. So we actually already recorded this podcast, so I could talk you about this You recorded forever. the podcast. Yeah. Mindy didn't have a voice, so it's just me and Jordan, and Mindy's creeping in the background. But it is a really awesome episode where we get to talk about the evolution of him, but mm-hmm. also you know his struggles, what he did to rise above those, and kind of you know some things that he's teaching over in the industry. And we also get to kind of touch on body positivity and body acceptance and have some little opinions there. So it was a really fun conversation. So we hope that you guys will join us for episode eight. I really hope that you guys enjoyed the talk today. I hope that this gives you a little bit of a different perspective on what boundaries are, how to set them, and really makes you reframe how you think about boundaries because it's not meant to be anything but causing you to prioritize and respect yourself. So thank you again for joining us and we will talk to you guys next week and make sure that you are living bravely today. And as always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, subscribe, tag us when you listen and live brave. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.